Oh yeah! Here we go! Practice acquisition! There are pitfalls throughout the entire process. Unscripted, the truth when buying and selling a dental practice. And now your host, Michael Dincio. All right, all right, guys. Another episode of Shark Week Dental Acquisition Unscripted. We are rolling with this. It's Shark Week, chomp, chomp. This episode, uh, I'm going to introduce you here in a minute, but we got into some really cool stuff. Um, We got into like, what's your message and conversion rate, which is kind of unique. A lot of the other marketing companies are talking uh, about like the mechanical stuff. Uh, Today, we got into some vision and messaging and conversion, which is so important. Like as a consultant, consulting firm or consultant, uh, I talk a lot about conversions, not just the calls you get. It's also how you convert them and what production you got from the money spent. So sure, you might not have thousands of calls coming in, but the quality of patient and and the production from those patients matters, matters, matters. So um, we also talked about the transition itself and how to like maintain Google authority so that you don't drop off the face of the earth when, when you do get your new site up and running and how to like link everything back so that the old site and the new site are all talking, walking and talking. And there's, that's been a general theme for the show. Um, and so just more of it, I think, I think marketing is such an important thing, which is why we decided to do shark week marketing topic. And so stay tuned, uh, throughout the whole week, make sure to catch up catch every episode. But again, um, without further ado, let's roll into our next, uh, episode of shark week. Right, all right, guys. Another episode of Shark Week Dental Acquisition Unscripted. My name's Mike Dincio, as you all know, and I got a cool guest on on today. It's uh, Forrest with Wondrous. He's representing a fantastic company today, and uh, just just like we are continuing this, this is a week of phenomenal marketing companies. And I've said it a, a few times throughout the the series is that like there are literally hundreds of dental air quotes dental marketing companies out there if 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 someone's on my shark week they know what they're doing and these guys do and so uh let's just get into it for us with wondrous again buddy thanks for being on the show tell us a little bit about you and the company that you represent yeah and uh let's let's just get into this stuff Let's dive right in, right? And in, in, uh, in the name of Shark Week, let's dip our toes in the water here, right? So, uh-oh, uh-oh. I know. I, I got to come in with the corny analogies at some point. That's no. the dental <laughs> analogies especially. But yeah, yeah I mean, to, to tell you a little bit about me, I've I've been with Wondrous for just under five years. So I, I really came in as Michael and Laura, who are the two co-founders, mm-hmm. uh, went into more of that CEO level position, right? You, you unfortunately 
can't talk to every single person. And so they brought me in here to really represent Wondrous, make sure that somebody like myself had the same values as them. Um, but but so if anybody does end up talking with us, right, I'm, I'm the one that you'll end up talking to. I'm the one that Love you'll that. really that. be game planning with. Yep. Just quickly about Wondrous, right? We're a we're full service dental specific marketing agency. So hopefully we don't get the air quotes on that dental because that is all we do. We we work with yeah. dentists, whether it's established, whether it's acquisition, whether it is a startup. And so really you realize it's not a one size fits all. And so yeah. that's why we are full service is to offer solutions from branding, building websites, building photo and video uh, and really strong campaigns to doing SEO, Google ads, social media, all the way through that lead management and really helping practices create a system to follow up with leads that they're getting as they grow. And so yeah. you don't have to do everything with us. We do everything a la carte, but I will say making yeah. sure that we talk about that overarching marketing system yeah. as we're thinking about how do we grow this acquisition and really get it to the place we're excited about. So I love that you said that for us because uh, some of my guests this week aren't full service. Um, okay, I don't cool. know if that's been communicated on all the episodes what do you mean by full service? I'll have you explain it versus me, but I want folks to know some of the folks, some of the the, the great companies that we've had on aren't full service. So you guys are, what's that mean? Yeah. And so there are definitely services we don't provide, right? If you think of something like a direct mail or more of those traditional marketing, I'd say we stay largely in that digital world of full service. Mm-hmm. Although we have really great partners that embrace our philosophy that we can always recommend. When I mean, when I, when I say full service, I mean from the beginning of the message that you're really conveying, right? What are we saying? What is that message we're putting out into the world all the way through the second step, which is how are we getting this in front of somebody? What are the channels that we're using Mm -hmm. to take that strong message and now actually get it in front of people? And then the final part, and I think this is where so many times practices in general kind of fall short or don't even think about this step, which is what do I do with my leads? What do I do with people who have ultimately raised their hand and said, I'm interested in your practice. Yeah, We have practice management softwares, right? All these practices use that. That's great for your patients. They're great patient communication tools. What about the people that aren't yet your patient, but have showed it interest? And so that full service really ties back in with capturing those leads and creating a really systematic way of following up so we can make sure those appointments get booked and make sure you get treatment accepted at the end of the day, get the right patient. So long-winded way of saying full service from the beginning of what are we saying all the way to the end of, is that person actually scheduling an appointment coming in and, and hopefully, you know, stay, stay in with your practice forever. Okay. So that's, to me, that's next level first full service, because that element in the back end about converting and uh, generating opportunities with people that are interested I wouldn't throw that into full service. I, I would throw that on to uh, on maybe this like blue ocean kind of category that other marketing companies aren't doing. So for my audience, full service is exactly what Forrest said, uh, branding, image, messaging all the way through how you're going to implement it. But then these guys, which we're going to touch on, these guys do a little bit something extra on the back end. So I'm definitely hitting that. To me, full service is is all of that, but there are some companies that don't touch branding, don't touch other uh, marketing things, and just do websites. So there are, there are some of those folks on our program. Um, before we get too crazy, Forrest, um, yeah. folks, if you're not following us on YouTube, you need to because I'm about to do something just completely silly. 
Um, and and this is unique to the Shark Week because Miss Joanna, who is my contact for Wondrous, sends a little box to me in lieu of Shark Week uh, last year. And I didn't wasn't rec- uh, she said, hey, Mike, good luck with Shark Week. We're all paying attention. We're all listening. And I was like, what the hell is in this box? So I open it up and this is what she sends me. Yep, it's happening, folks. If I can still get into it. <laughs> she sends me this shark outfit. Okay. I can't even get it over my headphones. <laughs> this is a shark. I'm putting on a shark outfit, folks. So I had to wear it. I promised Joanne I would at the AAPD meeting. I am wearing a shark outfit on YouTube talking to Forrest at Wonders. And you guys, uh, this, this is a sign of creativity in my mind because- um, I love it. You have to think about ways to approach the marketplace to get people's attention. It's one of my favorite things about Wondrous is their their creativity and how they approach the client. So Forrest, you can tell J- Jojo uh, or Jojo Giggs, as I call her, uh, <laughs> tell her I wore her outfit. I don't think I can fit in it next year. We'll see. Um, it is a little snug. So anyways, uh, representing uh, Jojo and Wondrous on Shark Week this week. Hey, I I don't think snug is the right word. I think it's right. It's aerodynamic. And so you can just cut through the water just seamlessly, right? I, I so agree. That's, that's, it was intentional, 100%. Especially about this tummy right here. But oh, it, my gosh. It, hey, you and me both. You and me both, right? It's, it's, it's uh, not going away with time. I love it. All right. So uh, without further ado, let's get into my questions. So as we're thinking about acquisition and marketing, one of the first questions I ask is, what is some of the biggest pitfalls that you see buyers run into when taking over practice? Now, you there's so many different directions we could go here. Yeah. Uh, all of it's on the table for us, wherever you want to take it. But in your yeah. mind, what are some things that our listeners need to think about when buying someone's practice and then the transition of that ownership and process? Yeah, great, great question. And, and I'm going to answer it twofold. But the, the first one I would say is, as we know, there's there's so many opinions when it comes to marketing. It's probably one of the most opinionated elements, right? You think about bank loans, you think about closing on a practice. There's not necessarily a right or a wrong way to do marketing, but those have the, a pretty set process. And so when it comes to marketing, mm-hmm. you'll get a lot of opinions from a lot of different places. We think about the Facebook groups, right? We think about podcasts like this. You'll probably hear some things that I may think personally or somebody else may think personally that doesn't always mean that's the silver bullet. And so looking for that silver bullet is is almost an impossible task. And I think the biggest pitfall people run into is thinking that they can just replicate exactly what somebody else has done and build a perfect practice from there. Um, That being said, having structures in place answering the questions that you need to answer and thinking about that before jumping into a full plan. Mm-hmm. That's where I think most people kind of stray away from, right? To, to bring it back to marketing, I, I think a question that I ask every person I talk to and that every person should ask themselves, regardless if you're talking about marketing, is what makes you different? How do you want to be seen in your market? Are you actually offering something that is different from other practices in your area. Mm-hmm. And I think the the to answer this in that second part, the second thing that people do wrong when it comes to these pitfalls, pitfalls is jumping past the message. 
jumping past what they're actually bringing to the table and just going straight to the marketing channels. Does SEO work? Does Google ads work? Does you know social media work? I, I've heard all of these different opinions back to that first point. Yeah. But really what we need to ask is, what are we saying? What? Why would anybody care if they right. found at the end of the day? Right. And so I think that that is largely what we like to focus on when talking to acquisitions is- But Forrest, how, do, how, how, um, how do you get an old website from an yeah. old seller to convey your message and that right. whole process, like that trans- it's not just a transition of patience and team, which is really hard, by the way. Right. It's what what next level helps our clients with, but but it's also like that message, that yep. that vision that you're talking about. How how do we um, how do we transition that? Like, yeah. is there strategies? Is there tidbits that 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 you have or, or are thinking about with someone that's got an old site that's definitely not your message right to this and how quick do you make that message and and how do you guys actually do that mechanically yeah it's it's a great question and i think hopefully i don't say this too much but there always is a factor of it depends right and i think there is a comfortability of the type of practice you're acquiring because when you're acquiring a practice they do come in all different shapes and sizes and you know that probably better than anybody. Yeah. But we do have to take a step back and say, what what are we comfortable with as a transition? And, and there's so many acquisitions that we've worked with where their goal is to immediately get everything up, right? They don't, it's it's cold turkey. The seller moves on. Yeah. At day one, it is just that new buying doc. And they don't really necessarily need to transfer that goodwill as much as a practice where that that seller might be staying on for six months, a year that transition process may look a little different. Mm -hmm. So typically what I say is a six month transition period feels realistic, right? You're going to get through recall. You're going to be able to meet every single patient and you may not need to establish that message in the first six months as strongly as you would, because there is that time of, of goodwill. And yeah, so I, I couldn't yeah. agree more because you're, you're on stage. A lot of my clients are, are like physically and, and emotionally, uh, exhausted because you know yeah. look like generalizing here folks don't kill me generalizing den dentists are uh extremely detailed they should be they're analytical um they the meticulous uh, in a lot of ways and so and and frankly the majority isn't like super strong at communication skills they're definitely a rare form no doubt and and good for you if you're one of those but most people aren't are not uh, and so they're on stage, they're trying to win those patients over, they're trying to win their team over in that transition. Uh, marketing is like the last thing that they're thinking about, but they're exhausted. And to take on the idea of flipping a new brand, a new name, um, all those things, is it's just, it's taxing to be a new owner as an acquisition for sure. Whereas a startup, oh, they're super excited about it. They're, they've been dreaming about this for years. They've got names that it's totally different. So so back to that point for us is like, do you advise folks uh, on, oh yeah, that website's not great. Do you guys advise them on what their current situation, what they acquired? Like, do you advise them on that? Yeah, 100%. And I think any good marketing agency will, right? They'll they'll take something and they'll they'll diagnose it. They'll say, is this website great? Is it something that we can actually work with? Because 
there are times where you might be acquiring a practice where the the name isn't specific to the doc and you say you know what the brand's good it's a strong let's, brand let's it's run with that in the community yeah. we can run with it right we we don't have to totally reinvent the wheel here then it becomes a, a preference thing right do i want to but yeah, yeah. you don't have to there are a lot of situations where you can take that and run mm-hmm. the other side is you're acquiring an older practice probably named after the doc, right? You're like, I can't operate under this brand because it's not me, right? And so that's where I will say, we absolutely look at everything holistically and you should. And and any good marketing agency will look at that and say, hey, your website's strong. You do have a good message and ask the right questions. Is this saying what we want it to say? What are we changing in the practice over the next six months, year? Does this fit into that plan? Mm -hmm. Um, But but I think to, to at the core of it, starting with that question and saying, what do we have that's already doing well? Where can we build off what we have? Yeah. In most instances, some people have to go back to the drawing board and it's almost like that pseudo startup. Yeah. But I would say a lot of acquisitions, they've built good reputations in the community. They've, they have something going for them. And if you can parlay that into continuing to have a successful practice, yeah. 100%, you should take that and run. That's right. That's right. Um, you guys are big, like big on conversion and, um, I am too. It's a philosophy for me, for me. Oh my gosh, this thing's snug. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, it's not how many calls we got. I mean, of course that's important, but it's, it's thinking of marketing in a real way and how it impacts my business. And you're, you're talking about a lot of the foundational things with vision and um, image and what you're trying to convey. I think that's really important for new owners. Once you get past that, then it becomes more about strategy and the right. the, the sales funnel and conversion rate. So um, let's talk about that because I we, we mentioned that in the beginning of the show is like your guys' X factor. And I, I want to spend the appropriate amount of time on it. So it's not just the calls the number of calls, but it's also what's the production per call that you got in your office and how much did that cost you? Right. That's the way I look at marketing because um, too many times marketing companies get the bad rep rap, bad rap. I think, I think either, Both. Or, either, <laughs> either, right. It's the same right. thing, tomato, tomato. Like, like they get the ba- a bad rap because they, oh, I'm not growing my practice. Well, your front office person doesn't know how to pick up the phone or maybe doctor, you don't know how to sell. And, yeah. and that's not a dirty word on my show is converting people. And, you know, and we're not talking about converting people on dentistry that they don't need. We're talking about converting people that need dentistry and you're helping that person say yes. So that's what we're talking about on my show. But Forrest, what makes you guys unique in that respect as the sales funnel call to scheduling, to converting treatment, to collecting treatment? Now? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and you're so spot on, right? A lot of practices, they will live and die kind of by that front desk, right? If you, you can have the most qualified patient, if you don't answer the phone, they're not saying yes. Mm-hmm. And so you really do realize, and to be, go back to that full service, it isn't until they book an appointment. It isn't until they accept treatment that we really can consider it a success. And so what we're saying is the core foundation of getting more people to pick up the phone and call, because the more you segment yourself and differentiate yourself in the market, the better your conversion will be, the better those channels will perform. Now to the the second point, which is 
How do we now make sure that the people who do call are making the more, most? I love that you don't shy away from selling, right? I think selling is a dirty word if we think about it, like from a, a used car salesman, but no dentist is really doing that. Maybe some, but we probably, neither of us work with them. Yeah, we, that's not uh, who, yeah, it's not my patient client. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but that that being said, we have some clients where you want to get that insight. And we have people that will look at their system. We'll say, you got 20 people that reached out and said, I'm interested. And we didn't call a single one of them. So <laughs> your marketing dollars, like I wouldn't be doing my job well if I would say to ramp up that marketing spend because we don't have that backend system in place first. That mm -hmm. front desk needs to have responsibility. And so where I think we really come into this is in that follow-up system, we can diagnose, we can say, hey, we noticed that when we've listened to these recorded calls, we are struggling to book an appointment or we just flat out aren't answering the phone. <laughs> and that's where a lot of times creating some sense of automation can really help with this saying, if somebody fills out a request on the appointment, send them a text, send them a follow-up email. We can automate that process because so many people that aren't comfortable with selling, and I'm a sales guy myself, what you realize is you don't have to say the best thing in the world. If you follow up, if you follow up quickly and you yeah. follow up often, yeah. that's usually who somebody's going to pick. And so yeah. creating that process of staying in front of people and making sure that you're just there when they are ready to pick up the, the phone call and then make a decision at the end of the day, mm -hmm. being the last one in their inbox, being the last one at the top of their text thread. That's what a lot of people just say, I appreciate the follow-up. Yeah. This is the practice I'm going to go with. You know, it's interesting, man, that um, I've been in business for a while, not always consulting, not always banking. Um, started with uh, working from with a marketing company, but in, in that marketing company, um, I didn't sell to a niche like dental. I had the opportunity to work with like really big companies and stuff. Um, one of those companies was the limited brands. Everybody knows. Yeah. And they were one of the godfathers of like uh, marketing. If you didn't know that, like they're, um, they knew so much about their, their clients, um, that, 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 that it was kind of creepy. Like if you went to Victoria's secret and bought something, they know who you were. They know, they knew that the 30% coupon didn't work on you, but the 40% did like crazy weird stuff. Like they, yeah. you know, the buy two get three works from here but not this person yeah like crazy and this was 25 30 years ago so they, they just kind of like grandfather the point that i'm making is in every single business is similar in the way that that systems and follow-up matter and in dentistry i learned quickly that like it's little tiny things fluoride reappointment rates um collecting at the time of service Tiny, tiny, tiny things added at doing doing it uh, with compliance and yeah. frequency add up to monstrous things. And so what I love about your guys' automation is that you can pick up some of the slip the slippage because team members are human beings. Talk about some of that automation a little bit, if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah. And and I think you you hit the nail on the head when it came to supporting the team members. I think especially in acquisitions, a lot of times you do see a little resistance to change from the team. I, oh, I, my I, sweet I, Jesus. And I mean... A little, I think, is probably underselling it here. But 
Um, do I look ridiculous? Yes. It's that bad. Like that's how ridiculous it is. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And so I think the first thing is just making sure we understand that this is there to support teams, right? The reason things get done is, or don't get done. The reason people aren't following up with really qualified potential patients is probably just because they've never done it before and they haven't had that conversation. So a lot of what we do is we do a lot of training, right? We want to come in and say, Hey, this is a tool to literally just put somewhere in one something in one place, mm-hmm. a place to manage your leads with, which probably nobody's ever done at this practice before. Mm-hmm. And so I think the first thing is just getting your team on board and saying, this is to make your jobs easier. This mm-hmm. is to help you. So you don't have to go check 20 sticky notes that are laying all over your desk. Yeah. Let's consolidate it. Let's have it in one place. And so we have this, this lead management tool. We call it our CRM, our wonderful CRM, our, our corny brand, right? Where you have to put wonder in front of everything we say. Yes. Um, but it really consolidates one place. And it says, here's everybody that's ever reached out, whether it's a phone call, whether it's somebody mm-hmm. filling out a form, whether it's somebody doing a chat on your website, right? We now have that information yeah. in one place, which largely is an important part of that process. Because if you don't have it in one place, and it's hard to use, it's much harder to adopt, right? Yeah, that's yeah. scatter, having things. And and we know, you should have seen what we did five years ago. We had a the, a board filled with sticky notes. That That's where we started. And now here we are, right? We, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've used this ourselves to really consolidate everything into one place. But um, you, you start there. And then to, to your point on the automation, it's saying, A, is somebody going to own this? Because there are practices that don't necessarily want everything to be sent out in an automated way. Mm-hmm. And you can delegate something to a team member. You can get their buy-in. You can say, part of your job is to follow up. Yeah. And guess what? If not some, one person wants to own that, that's where that automation really comes in. So that automation really is a sequence that we can build out depending on where somebody came from. If they say, I'm interested in an appointment, we'll follow up that first, that first message will be a text confirming that we received what they filled out. Yeah. Then we might send a, an email. And if they respond, great, that will now go to your team that you have the confidence in, in building out. If they don't respond, just a quick reminder, three days later, another text, another email, and we can build this cadence out based on whatever you want in your practice. And maybe it starts out in the beginning of just getting new patients in. Maybe after year one, you feel comfortable, you've bought that goodwill to that patient's now it's all about implants. We're probably going to have a little bit of a different follow-up sequence because yeah. that's a totally different conversation. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, well, it's a really cool system that's tailored towards the types of practices that they really want. The, CR, the CRM that you guys have is, is a game changer. And I, and I think it is um, a piece that we had to give a little love to on the program, um, which is why I brought it up in in the middle of this segment because I just I, I just wanted to make sure we gave it the love and respect it deserves. Let's go back to foundational marketing stuff, yeah. okay? The stuff that everybody's talking about this week. Um, back to challenges with a buyer and a transition. Like I find that, like buying a practice and getting things converted. Uh, is is a challenge. Like if we're totally rebranding and refreshing, there's a lot of like, how do we get the old domain to match, you know, like to 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 line up? Is yep. do we have the passwords for the Google My Business? 
Oh, the other guy didn't even have social media. How do we do that? Like, talk us through like what Wondrous does um, for the the transition. Um, once you figured out message and look and feel and me- message uh, uh, vision. Yeah. Now, what does Wondrous do to help these docs transition, like mechanically? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, hundred percent. So. This is where I, I will defer, right? Not not in a bad way, but I will say there are a lot of people behind us at Wondrous that are much smarter than I Smart, am. Yeah. And, and I hate to you know the, to play the non-answer answer, but just to, to tell you quickly about our team, and then I'll answer your question more directly. We have a, a, a team of about seventy people all here in, in the office. I'm in one of the small rooms that I get locked away because I talk too loud. But yeah, yeah. Um, ultimately, there's seventy people here, and there, we have two salespeople, myself and one other. 68 of the other people are on fulfillment, right? SEO specialists, Google ads specialists, project managers, client success managers, people who really are there for our clients and the ones that really help with that. So I I can't take their thunder and say that (laughs) I'm the one doing this. But what I can say is that's where having a specialist that's done this before and ultimately can look at everything that you have and make that transition is a really important part of any marketing process, right? And so that's where having these individual groups really comes through and shines. Yeah. That being said, I'll, I'll tell you what I know, right? And so, <laughs> but what that is, is it's really understanding what are we changing? If, if you're changing your name, if you're changing the domain, if we think about how to capitalize on that, I, I like to say this all the time. SEO is usually what it's going to impact the most during a time of transition, right? And it's because SEO is kind of like a credit score. You have all of these different variables that go into it. And it's really just a a long game of building up your credibility over time. That's a good way of saying that. You're right. Because credit score takes a minute. I've never heard it that way. Yeah. But that's well said. It it does build on itself. Yeah. And and guess what it doesn't like? A lot of change, Change, which is exactly what we're doing during an acquisition. And so just like the team members, just like the team, they don't like it either. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Change is never a good thing, right? It's (laughs) it's always scary. And Google is just like one of those team members that doesn't like change because it means that there's something that's not consistent. And consistency is what Google, especially when looking at SEO, really grasps onto the most. So if we think of this, there are ways that we can mitigate some of that concern with change. However, first thing I'd love to do is just set expectations and say, there probably will be a little bit of a decline, right? You probably can expect a little bit of that, just like to keep running with this horrible analogy, if you apply for a new credit card, you might have a great credit score. You'll naturally see it drop down before it comes back up and hopefully it's better than it ever was before. And that's sort of what that is like with, with SEO is Google listing. If we can keep certain things, if we can keep that listing and just update the name, for example, we're going to absolutely try that mm-hmm. because having to scrap it and start from from scratch, that's Google coming in and saying, hey, this Who's is this guy. Yeah. Good. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd say one of the biggest things that I'd recommend is when you look at your website, although that is where our message stays, don't be super quick to just yank it down because what you want to do is keep that. And as you're building a new website, if that is what you end up doing, yeah. making sure that you're transferring everything. And this might get a little technical, but right, keeping okay. each individual page. If you have like a cosmetic dentistry page and making sure that old service page links right back to the new one that you've built, 
because now you're basically connecting those dots. Are you and- talking about a redirect? Or- yeah, exactly. So oh. redirecting, and, and a lot of times people might only redirect the homepage, right? Yeah, that's what say, I see. That's exactly what I see. Yeah. want to go through the entire website and look at every individual page we have and make sure that we're bridging that gap from the old website to the, to the new. So if you take one, one piece of recommendation from here- That's a great one. Don't, don't just yank your website down. Make yeah. sure there is a plan for transition to connect what you had yeah. to- what you want. Right? And folks, I, I love that for us because uh, that translates directly with the purchase and sale agreement. I know this isn't your world. This is definitely my world. Yeah. Um, you know, I find that attorneys have gotten so boilerplate, not in a bad way. That sounds bad. We interviewed Ro- Robert Montgomery and Ali Aramshin and some other folks. Um, They've gotten boilerplate in the way that uh, those attorneys are going to represent you really well. And it's really important to have folks like them on the team, but then they have these, like dis- these, these uh, in your APA, they have descriptions and they have their, you know, their paragraphs and stuff. And you'll notice that like in those paragraphs are specific wording because they've, they've talked to for people like Forrest and they've added stuff over the years. And now it's just this really awesome contract. But then nobody really explains why 10 years ago they've added that little sentence. That's yeah. exactly why. So so in your APA, you actually have the right to run with that website for a period of time. That's why that that's why that time period matters. We we talked about this in other episodes, I think. Um, and so what Forrest is saying is keep it rolling, keep it yeah. rolling and tie it back as long as you can legally, so exactly. that there isn't this this credit score depletion. And I think that's a well, well said and hopefully well received. Yeah. It, change does hurt Google for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, yeah. I, I will say one, one element to add on that is it doesn't mean you can't incorporate new things that you're excited about in. Start answering the phone with the new practice name, right? Get business cards with the new logo. Yeah. It can be a subtle transfer over time. It's not like you have to do this one grand unveiling. I know. Sometimes easing into it does help with that, you know, building of goodwill with the, that existing and active patient base that you're ultimately doing an acquisition to 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 keep. Right. There's 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 one of my clients has a story. Of, um, uh, she very eager uh, to to buy this practice and change everything to her way. And I challenged her. I'm like, hey, look, like there's there's goodwill here that you bought and you want to make sure that you get all the value in that goodwill. And the patients in a world where patients are anxious about coming into dental offices anyways, change is is, is super uh, scary. But she didn't listen to me and she changed the sign literally day one, literally day one. Yeah. And we ended up coaching this client afterwards a little bit. And uh, patients came in freaked out and and they lost a lot of patients and just because of that damn sign switch out. And so that's a, that's a very uh, aggressive story, but it's so true. Forrest is going to be, or could be responsible for that digital impression. Remember changing it, even though you're super excited and it's your practice and 
you know, you're so excited about the vision that they helped you put together and create and the messaging and the new brand. It's all exciting stuff. You deserve that. But don't forget the patients you 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 bought are not used to any of that. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And I think it, it seems like we're kind of rolling with this similar theme of change today, right? I think that that is when you're looking at an acquisition, the biggest question mark there is when it comes to, to marketing and comes to just the acquisition in itself. And so having a plan from that from day one doesn't mean you're doing it and implementing it on day one, yeah. but it's about making sure you understand how does that fit into this overarching system and how are we going to roll it out in an effective way? I love that. It's a strategy. It's a it's an overall strategy. It's not just, you know, Wondrous and, and Forest, uh, uh, they are one of the few that do help on, on the strategy. And it doesn't, doesn't mean that they're going to sell you on a website day one, boom, and put you on all these programs. To me, it's, it's what's the strategy for transitioning and for change. And that, that's what matters in acquisition. Now, startups, different conversation, but um, I, I love the message. I love the message. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, and I mean, you do get some acquisitions that are basically pseudo startups, right? No website, no web presence, hasn't yeah. ever had a, a Google My Business even. And so I'd say that's an acquisition that would operate a little more like a startup, which definitely happens. Mm. And usually that is a let's get something up as quickly because <laughs> there's nothing there. So yeah. on the, on that note, what do you see a lot in old dental office, uh, old practices, websites, like, like you just said, any solid web uh, marketing company earlier in the episode has the, has the opportunity to, or the ability to look at, you know, mechanically what's going on and what's not working. What do you see as one of the biggest misses of the, the past generation in marketing? Yeah, that, that my clients have to get to, 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 to change. Yeah. What, yeah. What do you see? I, I think number one is just a lack of content. I think if we think about dentists in general, and then I know this is a generalization. There's a lot of listeners out there who are definitely doing this well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's use like before and afters for an example. I, I, there are a lot of clients we work with that are so hesitant to get any content uh, because it's not the perfect case, right? I could do a better job. And so I'm just not going to take a before and after. Totally. I think same thing applies to your practice as you're changing it, as you're building this out. And if you look at that past generations of practices, a lot of what people are really purchasing, yeah. it's stock images. It's grandma and grandpa running through a field, right? It's the kids <laughs> on a jungle gym, just have zero connection to your practice. Yeah. And it really used to be about checking the box. It really used to be about, I have a website, check. Yeah. Did I do an Instagram post? Check, right? Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of just get something up there. And now your competition has become much stiffer. Mm. Everybody has a website almost, right? O except for those few practices we yeah. were talking about earlier. Yeah. Now it really is about going in and saying, how do we mm. actually formulate something that makes a difference because yeah. guess what? A website's not going to set you apart anymore. That's true, man. It's true that the SEO is one thing, but like the convert back to the conversion, back to yeah. it. Quality. Uh, uh, I heard a statistic. Is this true? Most people scroll twice before yeah. they bounce. Is that yeah. right? hundred percent. And and it's searching is always changing, right? As, as Google's gotten rid of pages, for example, 
there's no more pages. You can't go to page number two. You can't be on page number three. They've converted to endless scroll. And so now you're starting to see a searcher change the way that they're looking a little bit. How how are they doing that? Well, what are they doing? Let's get into some psychi- psychiatry. I know we're now I'm pressing up and I'm asking you a loaded question and uh, yeah. technically I'm out of time, but we got to hear more. So what's the psychology behind that? Yeah, I, I think it's really to A, convince from, from I'm going to play devil's advocate here. It's really to segment that difference between page one and page two. If you used to be on page two, nobody would ever click on your website because uh, nobody's clicking to page two. So I think it is to give people a little bit more of that ability to show up. Um, and I will say, you're seeing a lot more people just do their due diligence by taking more time and do a little bit more searching, right? On the, on the actual search results. Yeah, exactly. So, so you're being found a little bit easier, Yep. which, which is good for some people, not good for others. If you're number one, that's not great for you. Right. And, and I will, I mean, it gives people more options, right? Because so, that's good. That it and, gives more people. Now, what, you know, what's this thing about Google Maps? I feel like Google Maps is taking over the world right yeah. now. What, like, why are they forcing us on Google Maps? Yeah. And, and that's, that's the second point I was going to say oh, is if, if you're in the, if you're in the map pack, I know we're on the same page here, right? It's like shark telekinesis. <laughs> at the <end> of the <laughs> um, that's right. Shark. But so if, if you're in that map back, that's that's really the most coveted spot, right? And, and that's also going to be the hardest place to get to. Mm. That is why it's so important to look at your listings. And as you're making this transition, claiming all of that to build those listings out as confident or as uh, as concisely as possible. Listing, third, listings as in uh, third-party listings? like Yeah, uh, exactly. So there, it's a directory, right? It's, directory. it's your online presence. And there's yeah. something called your NAP, which stands for name, address, and phone number. That's, NAP. Let's think of it as your business's online social security number. You want that to be consistent. And so that's like that. Things will do. Yeah, exactly. We can don't, start talking like marketing people with this conversation, dude. Yeah, this don't is- don't sleep on the nap, right? There's my that's a that's my dad joke of the day, right? <laughs> oh god, it's terrible. Gosh, it's man, terrible. I'm, I'm terrible. That's all right. I'm so I'm, I'm the dad wearing a shark suit. My yeah, okay. my son would love it. He'd love yeah. it, but so uh, yeah, it's embarrassing. Make make sure that's claimed, right? And then and then tell the j- dad joke that you heard on on a podcast from some marketing guy that you forget his name. But yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, making sure you're going through and claiming all of those business listings, that's one of the first thing that you should be updating for an acquisition or making sure that they're built out, right? Making sure how that- many, How many, uh, some companies go a little extreme with that and say you need to be like all 100. And is it the more, the better? A lot of marketing yeah. companies only focus on the top five. And I feel like that's not enough. Yeah, I, I, we we focus on probably those top 20, 25, 30. You don't need every single one. Google prioritizes, but that's something where a, an agency with a strong strategy mm. will ultimately be monitoring that as Google changes what it's looking for, right? Love and this it. is yeah. this is where the marketing distrust comes from because you have to trust that your agency will actually be doing what they're saying. That's right. And that being said, to to just wrap this up, you know, to, to your to the point I was saying earlier, there are a lot of opinions. That's probably one of those things where your opinion can change. And I'm sure multiple people will get better results. We usually look at that those top 20, 25, 30, and we've found really good success with that. I'm sure somebody would disagree with me out there and they probably have a reason for it as well. So there's a lot of podcasts out there for us. I think <laughs> hey. mine I think mine's the best, but I yeah, don't know. Maybe a little 
There's a lot of opinions. They're all just wrong, right? That's right. That's right. I, hey, look, I always say, I always say, this is my big disclaimer, and it's Forrest's too because he's on the program, and that is nobody knows your situation, right? You go on the Facebook groups, even this podcast. Look, we we try to stay. I try to get my my folks, you, Forrest, the interviewees to get into the nitty gritty. And it's hard for the the interviewee because he doesn't know, they don't know your situation. But you 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 might be on like Dental Town or Facebook and you're asking people questions that are in New York City that can only afford 1,300 square feet. And you might be in Kansas and you can build out an 828, 3,000 square for the same price. So their advice to your advice is totally different. So you gotta be careful about what you take uh, in. And I think folks that ask great questions like Forrest does on the intake and just tries to learn about you, because I think everybody has an answer. It just depends on what, what makes sense, uh, for you and your business and your business plan and your vision and all the things. And so anyways, that's my soapbox. We're, we're 40 minutes in. I'm sorry. Uh, I usually end these things about 10 minutes ago, but Forrest, Brother, anything you want to don't feel the necessary, uh, but anything you feel like you want to give the audience, I'm gonna the show notes. Uh, make sure you get in touch with Forrest. He's gonna put his information down below. But um, uh, final words, uh, last gold nugget, or anything that you might want to give. Yeah, I, I appreciate. Now, now I'll go on to my soapbox, right? But um, no, I I will say we talked a lot about differentiation. We talked a lot about that messaging. At the end of the day, no matter what you talk about, nobody knows you because if you talk to me, I will just have met you, right? I can't tell you what makes you different. However, we can ask the right questions to uncover that. So if you reach out to us, if you reach out to me specifically, we do have a guide that we actually work with that's about differentiating your practice. It's our differentiator worksheet, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to reach out to me, no obligations. You don't even have to talk to me, although I, I, I love talking to everybody, love seeing a full schedule. But I will send you that guide. I'm happy to drop that in uh, in the inbox. That way you're able to take that and start asking some of these questions yourself, even if you're just starting to think about that acquisition process, a startup practice, or even an established practice and ask those questions. Have I understood what makes me different? Have I thought about these questions? Or am I just the, the practice that's saying, hey, I'm a dentist and I treat my patients well? Because guess what? Everybody Probably every that. other practice is saying that exact same thing. That's so right. That's right. That, that would be my takeaways. Take it or leave it, but I'd love to give you that that guide that you can use and, and help or schedule time with me. And I'm happy that, to look at everything really from that holistic standpoint. That's a big give for us. I, I really appreciate you giving that. And I think that's a miss in acquisitions because a lot of people feel like they just buy a practice and they just kind of plug in and their identity and vision just kind of gets washed away because they just bought somebody else's. But I think that worksheet and that 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 uh, that give uh, is going to help them really figure out what they want to do in the future long term. So awesome, dude. Thank you so much hey. for being on the program again. Uh, I still got the tag. Uh, oh, man, you're still thinking about the return, right? <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is just ridiculous, I folks. Make sure it's a good reminder. Uh, like us, follow us, Instagram, Facebook, definitely YouTube. So you can see this ridiculousness. You can see Forrest's handsome face on there. Um, we, we love you guys. I appreciate you listening and being a part of Shark Week. Shark Week's a fun time. It's during Shark Week. And uh, hopefully you guys are 
getting into the Discovery Channel. I was a big fan when I grew up, so it, we're just carrying it on. Forrest, thanks so much, man, for being on the hey, show. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun, and I, I might have to go get a shark suit myself, right? Here in San Diego, go yeah. scare some people down at the beach. Who knows? <laughs> you could get a shark-skinned, like, suit suit. That'd be yeah. badass. Yeah. A little wetsuit or something. Maybe that's know. what I'll do next year. I'll, I'll wear a shark skin like, like suit. That'd be badass. Yeah. 100%. Don't don't send me one of those. Those are expensive. All I'll right. Make sure I, I let Jojo know. But yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate it. A lot of fun chatting with you. And and uh yeah, good talking to you. Yeah, man. Thank you again. And Wondrous is a great firm. You guys reach out, show notes below. Um, it was a pleasure having you guys on and uh we'll we'll talk to you later, my man. Awesome. Hey, take it easy. We want to hear from you. Interact with your host, Michael Dencio. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Comment and subscribe.